From racing.com and top sport, this is a good three with Dr. Turf, Matt Welsh and Paul Tatnall. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of A Good Three. As I am each and every week, I'm joined by Dr. Turf, John Rothfield. Now, just before we introduce our very special guest. What? I parked behind you this morning. <laughs> You're not going to bring me. You've parked in the middle of the road. I have not parked in the middle of the road. I've left some nice, a nice little gap between me and the gutter so the water can travel smoothly down the The water gutter. can travel smoothly, but the trams can't go down Chapel Street. You've parked that far in the middle of the road. You've come in very casual today. You've got a day off. Well, I, I, Are you sponsored I'm not by Country Road now? I'm not on air today. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to be sponsored by Country Road, but I'm not. At least you've got the designer stubble on again. Yeah, I certainly do. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Me, sh- me shaving with a razor hasn't happened for about 15 years. A blade, I should say. It's, it's really not well, really I, a good idea. I can smell the aftershave from here. So, uh, what's that, Elwood Chanel? Well, it's better than the smell we get here outside the studio. Anyway, right, come on, move All right, on. let's move along. Uh, successful with the guest last week, Turfy Andrew Rule. Uh, he was a terrific guest. We're joined by another fantastic guest this week, uh, an outstanding AFL footballer, mm. but more so than that, he's become a Leviathan <laughs> owner, both uh, during his footy career and also post-footy career. And I speak of Tom Rockcliffe. Tom, thanks for joining us. No, thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, Tom. And you, you know the other person who has the Leviathan uh, moniker attached to them is Lloyd Williams, so it's always <laughs> Leviathan Lloyd Williams. So now it's Leviathan Tom Rockcliffe. You've made it, son. Well done. Well, there's a bit of a difference. We own the toenail of a couple of horses, and he owns 100% of a lot of horses. I'll tell you what bothers me about your syndicate. Free free <laughs> yeah. money Saturday syndicate. Boy, are you asking for trouble? Yeah, we absolutely are. It was um, That comes from John Butcher, who sort of uh, founded the group and got it up and running. He used to run a tips page on Facebook. And that was his uh, tipping page, but that uh, deceased pretty quickly because he wasn't that great at it. <laughs> Would I be right in remembering John Butcher as that long-haired full forward who had a horrendous kicking style? Uh, horrendous kicking style. Would, would that be the same John Butcher? That's the same John Butcher. He was labelled the future at Port Adelaide. and uh, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he got the arse the, the same way the Tarps did. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of free money Saturdays, it's your syndicate. You've got a, a range of different horses. I note there's an, an allocation of roles and responsibilities within the group. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, well, as I said, John, uh, he's the one that sort of got it all up and going. So he runs the account. So he's the accounts guy. He's the one that pesters us for money all the time <laughs> to, to pay the bills. So. He, he does all that account managing. And then we've got Ollie Wines and Darcy Byrne-Jones who think they're very good at uh, being able to pick the horses out breeding-wise and enjoy going to sales to pick them out. So those two have been labelled with that. I think uh, I think Ollie just jumps on the coattails of Darcy a little bit there. Tom Cleary is the, the on-track specialist. He's, uh, he's probably had the most success out of the group when he's been on track with uh, winners there. So he's the one that gets there, enjoys a few beers in the winner's bar if we have a win and um, celebrates like he's run the, runs the whole show. And I'm I'm probably the media one that gets out there and talks <laughs> and, and promotes it a little bit. So we've um, we've actually been approached recently to get involved in another one through Twitter, I think it was, which was hit up yesterday. But um, we'll just hold, hold at the moment. We've got a pretty full stable, as you said, at the moment. So hopefully we can get a couple more winners. Who's the uh, stable star, Tommy? Uh, probably Giacconi. He's uh, he's had yep. four, four starts now for three wins in a second, and he was unlucky 
second uh, that time at Mooney Valley as well. So he'll run on Anzac Bay on Monday down the straight at Flemington. He would have ran last Monday, Easter Monday, but uh, he had Sandown, but he drew barrier 19, I think. So they opted to scratch there, but he will go down the straight. And he's uh, he's ticked all the boxes so far. So our most successful at the start would have been not usual glorious, but Giacconi uh, is certainly the one that is putting the wins on the board. And Sacred and War ran last week actually out of Panola, of all places, went out to the uh, the country meets. But he's uh, two, two wins in a second, uh, under our ownership. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a good journey so far and hopefully we can continue to win and we all want that black tight race, don't we? We certainly do. Uh, very, very elusive, but uh, hopefully you guys can nail that shortly. You've got a horse, the name pricked my interest, tap it in for par. Uh, <laughs> by Spieth, how did this name come about? Most timely given uh, Jordan had yeah. a, a most overdue win this you week. must have been on him last week then. No, we, we weren't. It was good to see because he, he started well his career, didn't he? And he's gone backwards a little bit or hasn't been able to find that elusive win, has he? So well, he did, he did miss an 18-inch putt last week for par, actually. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, that must have bothered you a little bit. No, so, yeah, that's with Gordon Richards. And, um, yeah, speak obviously, the golf analogy there. And one of, one of our... Uh, John Butcher again, who's got a horrible kicking style, as you said, he's a horrible golfer as well. So <laughs> he doesn't get many opportunities to tap in for par, and um, he's normally going for the double or triple bogey. But uh, it was sort of his doing. We named it after him so that he can hopefully have a few taps in for par when he's playing golf. Going back to John Butcher, I don't want to harp on John Butcher, but <laughs> I used to work with Craig Hutchison, and he said, you know, you want to have something on this bloke to win the uh, Coleman this year. I said Butcher. I said, yeah, Butcher. <laughs> I reckon he kicked in the first three weeks, he kicked one goal nine <laughs> and was dropped. And that was the end of our Coleman medal bet. It wasn't good. That doesn't no, that doesn't sound good at all. I, I tell you, one, one guest we're going to struggle to get on the show in future weeks, Turfy, is John Butcher. <laughs> you, you've made sure of that. Well, I'd like an explanation from him. So, uh, you know, if you want to get him up, get him up. Taking uh, Coleman advice from Hutchie as well, I imagine. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, pound for pound, the worst punter I've ever met in my life. Probably made a mistake <laughs> there. Uh, Tommy... Keen to understand how you got into horse racing. What is, is it about horse racing that's lured you into the thrill of ownership? Jeff, you yeah, just well, took a sip of my coffee. Yeah, I didn't like it either. No sugar in it. <laughs> um, I think growing up in the country, it's pretty special when you go to the races. So I grew up in Benalla and the opportunities that we used to get to go out there to the racetrack was really exciting. And it used to be that the, the winner of the Gold Cup actually got nominated for the Melbourne Cup years and years ago when I was growing up. So, or they could nominate for the Melbourne Cup. So it was used to be a big event and still is. It's on uh, final eve now. And I think the love of racing started from there. And uh, one of my best mates from back home, Scotty Lowe, and his old man loved the punk, Chris Lowe. So I think he, he got us on the... Uh, that way when we're about 11 or 12, which uh, is not ideal because when you start <laughs> early now, you, you get a little knack for it, don't you? So yeah. we'd play footy or whatever in the morning, then go chop some firewood in the afternoon and listen to the races. It's uh, but, probably, uh, sorry, man, probably Benalla history that uh, a horse won the Benalla Cup and the Melbourne Cup in the same year. One of George Hanlon's horses called Black Knight, owned by Robert Holmes Court. So... Uh, the horse, the only horse, I'm sure, ever to complete the Benalla Melbourne Cup double. I think the the Great McCarvey Diva went there and couldn't win there, so it just tells you what uh, sort of goat track it is. Oh, no. Sometimes <laughs> the Benalla. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a, it is a good track, and they do a really good job there. Oh, so, here's the square uh, up. 
<laughs> so the um, that it sort of probably grew from there. And then my brother got me involved. Um, we had we got involved in a couple of horses over in Bendigo, and they weren't really successful for us. But it's grown from there, and got to know uh, know Tony Gollum when I was up in Brisbane over the years, a, a mutual friend. So I've got a couple of horses with him, and coming down to Port Adelaide, and that's probably where it really started to, to grow. There's a few boys that enjoy the horses here, and um, Kenny got us in, in one as well, which was, has had a couple of wins, power boom, but since it's gone to Queensland, hasn't been that successful, and probably last preparation, unless she does something pretty special in her first start, she needs a dry track, but um, there's something there's something about owning a horse, I think, and, and running, it gives you a thrill that uh, you can't really emulate. Now that I don't play footy anymore, it's a, a great thrill when you're have a horse go to the track and it doesn't matter if it was Panola last week or if it's a, a Mooney Valley on a Friday night, the, the feeling's still the same and a, a special feeling when you can get that win. Speaking of Tony Golan, I gather there was a bit of a, a hard luck story in regards to quality Galloper isotope. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I emailed him and said, is there, have you got any for us? Um, I, I want to get involved and, um, he said, oh, the, the, the manager there, the sales manager at the time, emailed back two options. And uh, by the time I got back to my emails that afternoon, uh, it had gone isotope. It, it had won its trial by 10 lengths, I think. And uh, it got snapped up really quickly. But, yeah, she, she's a star, isn't it? Isotope, it was disappointing last start, but um, <laughs> she's gone on a great thing. She's won how much in prize money, isotope? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Tom, the, the, one of the real issues with a syndicate, and you got your own syndicate there, is that decision that needs to be made every now and then, and I've just experienced one, where you want to get rid of it, you know that it's no future in this particular horse, but the rest of the syndicate's fallen in love with it, and there's a dissent in the, in the syndicate as to whether to get rid of it. Have you, have you faced that hurdle yet? No, we haven't. We, uh, we have a... a, a process that's supposed to work we've got five in the group um we touched on those names before but the five of us so it should be uh, majority rules so if you get three votes for something then we all agree to it and we had a little punters club which we, we snowballed as well which uh we got up to uh, believe it or not thirteen thousand dollars and we took the astros to win the world series and they were a dollar 40 and yeah let's not talk about that what, the, they, whole, uh, the whole the whole 13 yeah all so up started there. from yeah, so we started from $150 and, and rolled what were you it um, thinking? And, and got it up to third. Oh, we took we took money out along the way, but uh, we thought they were sure things. And they're <laughs> the first team in history to lose every home game in a World Series at best of seven in any comp, any sport around the world. Let so, me ask you, which one in your syndicate was the major league baseball expert or thought he was? Me. me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, That's a bit awkward. Too. Sorry about that. <laughs> So we did say this will be our last one and then we'll take majority out. And uh, we, we nominated three horses to run. And um, my brain's trust said, oh, I'd prefer not to lose it in a 60-second race if we're to lose it. <laughs> more for Bill. Let's, um, and, and sure enough, all three that we said, they all placed that weekend and they would have given us a $1.40, for return. But that's the way it goes, isn't it? That's why we love sport and, and racing. So, um, yeah, we haven't crossed that hurdle yet. But uh, generally the way it goes is John runs the finances, so whatever he says goes. Um, we've actually got a trotter as well at the moment, a harness horse, Eddie the, Be- Eddie the Great, I think it is, and it's it's not doing great things for us. So we've also ventured in the greyhounds as well. Got all bases covered there. That's uh, outstanding. You've played a lot of AFL football. I imagine there's a fair, fair few nerves on game day. What are the nerves like 
running out on the field for an AFL match compared to watching one of your horses run around? I think um, particularly early days, you'd be more nervous playing footy. But as you play more and more footy, I, I became less nervous. You still get toey and, and whatnot for the game. But you've got confidence in yourself that you've done all the work during the week to prepare and give yourself every opportunity. Where horse racing, you know, that a, a fair bit's relying on ruck, luck at times, whether you get the run at the right time or you get protection or if you get posted three wide, it can be taken out of your hands really quickly. So... I think now you get a lot more nervous, well, particularly back into my career. I was much more nervous watching the horses go out there and go about their business. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a funny thing, but uh, yeah, hopefully we can have some success this weekend. We've got a, a few nominated. Um, Not usual glorious is nominated on Saturday. Uh, Sacred of War as well. Uh, so you think for me personally, he's going to run at uh, the Gold Coast. There's some decent wraps on that. So just uh, keep an eye on that mm. and black book that. It'll, it'll get over a trip. And we know what So You Think's been able to do in the, the breeding stable of late. And then the big one on uh, Anzac Day is Chikoni down the straight. Yeah, your horses are in there. The, your colours, your syndicate's colours are half-brothers to the Port Adelaide Footy Club's colours. Did you have to sort of run that past them? Um, so, yeah, so the Power Boom one, because um, we pretty much own the whole thing between Port Adelaide people or we own certainly 60%. We got the Port Adelaide colours over the line and then <laughs> I forgot the silks, the, uh, I think it's second start when it won. So <laughs> it, it won in the Kilmore Kil- Club colours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully if uh, Power Boom runs, it can uh, get get the job done in Port Adelaide colours and kickstart their season and get a couple of wins for the boys as well. Well, speaking of Port Adelaide, they're zipping five. Mm. You couldn't possibly have scripted it. What What's happened? Yeah, it's a great question. I don't think anyone's seen it coming. I think there's a few people now that are saying, oh, we expected them to pull back. But I wasn't. I didn't hear too many people saying that at the start of the season. I thought they'd kick on. But it's a funny thing, footy. And we know injuries, there's a few injuries, but they just look like they're a little bit down on confidence at the moment. And um, a game of two halves on the weekend, they, they looked out of sorts against Carlton. And it was like, how bad is this going to get? It looked like 100 points dumping at one point. And then... They completely turned that round. So hopefully they got some mojo back and they can kickstart their season. They got West Coast on Saturday afternoon. But, yeah, that they need to start to get a couple of wins and just start to springboard from there. What's it like, uh, your days in Port Adelaide, just being in that two-team town? And uh, we hear about the bubble that they're in in South Australia and the, the pressure that um, players from both clubs feel from the, the local media. Was it, did it shock you? Yeah, it did. I, I grew up in country Victoria, so I understood what it was like to be involved in footy and um, AFL and how passionate people are. So growing up in Victoria, there's so many more teams. But then I went to Brisbane for, for nine years and we're probably the fourth string um, sport there when I was there because we were on the bottom of the ladder, couldn't win games. So we were behind everyone. No one really knew. But then you come down to Adelaide and it's something completely different. You're, you're constantly monitored and, and watched wherever you go and... Um, Port Adelaide people are really passionate and I think that's the thing you love about them, but they're certainly not backward in coming forward to give their your opinion. So you go out for dinner or not so much, you know, lunch or go grab a coffee and I'd certainly tell you their thoughts on the game and how you perform, whether you played well. And unfortunately for me, I didn't play my best footy down at Port Adelaide. I think uh, there's a number of reasons for that. I had a couple of injuries and whatnot, but they weren't certainly uh, weren't, <laughs> weren't scared to give me a, their opinion. And, um, that, that's why you, you love Port Adelaide, though. They're, they've got such a rich, rich history. And, and then everything in, in the from 
uh, pretty much November through to the grand final is all just AFL. And then when it finishes, it just picks up again um, going to So it's a 12-month 12, 12 um, thing being in the paper and they certainly uh, have the microscope on, on how you're performing. And unfortunately, over here at the moment in South Australia, both teams aren't going great. You know, the Crows have won a couple of games and hopefully they start to improve now. They're third year in their rebuild and, and Port Adelaide. Well, we all thought, I thought, I certainly did thought they'd be right there competing through grand final. So um, whether it just be a little dip year like Melbourne had and then they start to spring springboard from there, I think their list is still really strong. Sitting zero and five, given you say that uh, when you go out in public in Port Adelaide, you're open to a lot of scrutiny. I imagine that the current blokes are sitting at home locked in a room when they're yeah. not at training. I'm sure you've got a great punting story. Everyone does. What, what's been the, the best collect or best near miss that you've had in your punting career? There's no best near miss. Wow, sorry. <laughs> Worst beat turfy, I should say. Yeah. The snowball one that I spoke about before was we, from $150, we got it up to $13,000. Um, that, was, that was one of them. There was another one where Gail Monfries, we had him. Um, same thing, um, started at about the same. We were up to about eight, 9,000. And I took him in one of the <laughs> Australian Opens. I think it was Australian Open or, or maybe Wimbledon to, to win the first set. And, of course, he lost the first set. <laughs> to win the first set. He is a very and, erratic player, Gail Monfils. That was a pretty uh, brave bet, Tom. And then he went on to, to win the game. So I should have just taken him to win the, the match. Sorry, but... Um, yeah. My biggest collect was actually just a, a couple of weeks ago at Mooney Valley. Oh, hello. I had a nice little uh, multi. Little multi uh, we had um, Jaconi running and we got decent odds about him in race two. And I thought there might be a bit of a leader's bias at Mooney Valley that night. So I took, um, I think it's Ice Picnic. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ice Picnic, which yep. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tip uh, tomorrow or on <laughs> Saturday in, in the multi for, for you guys. Um he a beautiful leading ride and just kicked on the bend. So yeah, it's uh, it was a nice collect in the end. It's uh, four or five thousand dollars, which oh, was nice. Hey. Oh, delicious! Never give the amount out, no. Tom. Please, that's a rookie error. Uh, well, you've, you've the spoiler alert there on the multi tips. So I suppose the only real question is: Are you going the win or the place? Uh, I think it'll win. I think there win we the on it again. Um, well, it depends. What it, what odds do you guys like to do? No, no, that's fine. No, no, no. He's, a, he, he's that was impressive the other Promising day. Promising horse. Yeah, went straight from Maiden Company to uh, Bolting in in town. So no argument there. We'll go the win. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go the win then. I think you can get around five dollars at the moment. For I think um, it's outside gate gate nine, so we'll have to cross them, but. There's no better jockey that likes to ride from the front than Linda Meach. It's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> having a chat, learning a bit more about uh, your horse ownership experiences and best of luck for what's a huge yeah. weekend for the syndicate. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Hopefully a couple of winners. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. An early look. Well, let's look ahead to this Saturday and see if we can find a couple of winners. It's Turf always a, an interesting meeting, this one, because of the set weight and penalty nature of this meeting with really good prize money. Um, 
uh, you know, there, there appears to be horses that are just weighted to win, and this happens every year at this meeting. Most of them usually win, but there are ones that get beat. All right, let's kick off with race one. Okay. Who do you like? You like Vazme? Oh, this, uh, I'm not rushing to back Vazme, no. no? <coughs> he looks, I'm assuming he's going to cross on that awkward draw. This is a brutal benchmark 78 race. Uh, big field. Uh, I'm going to walk the track tomorrow because we've raced there two weeks in a row and this time they're going to be racing on ground, even if it dries out to a good track on Saturday and we're sitting here Thursday morning. There's been a little bit of overnight rain. It was a six last night. There's going to be some give in it. I wouldn't be surprised if the inside this time uh, is vulnerable. So, you know, it may pay to keep an eye on the first couple of races and the first race is the sort of race I'm probably happy to... To watch. Yeah, I think it's Mr. a brutal race anyway. You know, I, I think Mr Tipler's over the odds. Goes, yeah, he's, goes he's, well first up. He's trialled up nicely, drawn he's, to get he's, that he's, good run. He's jumped out uh, super. He certainly has. Tin and Dali interested me as well, but gate one is gate uh, one, where's he gonna be? very tricky for him. Race two, Sierra Leo miss. Overs oh, or unders? Just, well, no, um, would I back her at those, that price? I probably wouldn't, but I can see her sitting outside of Shane Nichols' man. Is that brazen... Um, uh, Brazen Song. Brazen, yep. I can see her sitting outside Brazen Song, although she got back the other day, but that, that was over the mile. It only took a while there to get up. But I, uh, yeah, she just controls the race there, doesn't she? I think she does. I thought blistering was the danger. The market's Gee, she's separated blistering. those two. She is. He's done a good job of that, uh, that mare. I think, he, I think he, he used to race the uh, the mother of uh, blistering, Yacy San. Yep, John Pascoe, uh, the trainer. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it was coming off that Stony Creek win... No matter how many times you looked at the Stony Creek win, it was a, just a terrific win. You don't see them come from last like that win no, so no, easily at Stony Creek. So, and she was tough at Caulfield. She was tough last time. Yeah, back to the inside. She was uh, very good. She's so the filly in the race. I think she's probably the danger, Matt. I, I agree with you there. You were keen on Chartres in the, the Guineas? Yeah, I've always had a bit of time for Chartres. I think they, they, they dropped the S there. Okay, don't sorry. don't mean to correct you. Uh, no, that's all right. No, I do mean to correct you. Um, uh, yeah, I... I I think he's a progressive sort of a three-year-old Chartres. You know, he, he had a run in the um, Sandown Guineas at the end of the spring. If you remember, that race was at Caulfield and it was just a horrible race. So he was tipped out after that. Um, I think he's looking for the mile and I, I think he's a very progressive young horse. And ain't no deal done race four. Yeah, it looks a race in two with it in Grand Slam who was scratched the other day. He's getting three kegs off Grand Slam. I think he stalks him, ain't no deal done. Of course, he had a year off. And um, first up run was good, second up run was fine, and he just wants ground, doesn't he? He just wants the 2,000. He may need another one, but I just think he's a, uh, uh, you know, when he was, um, his peak run was, I think, maybe Oaks Day, um, that carnival 15, 16 months ago, and yeah. he, he won as a short favourite over the That was after he'd won in South Australia, the yeah, start Yeah, I, I yep. thought, here we go, this is a serious three-year-old, this guy, and he, of course he had a year off. Yep. with an issue, and um, he looks like he it, might be back. It was a miracle they got him back to the yeah. track. There was a lot of recuperation went into getting him back. Yep. So it'd be a terrific story for him to get a Yeah, a I think I'd, I'd rather be on him than Grand Slam. Okay, we'll skip race five. We'll go to race six, which is the, the feature, the showdown. Finance Tycoon won this in blistering time last year. Bello Bow, desperately unlucky. Yeah, the Tasmanian no matter how many times. I, I sort of half-risked him the other day. He was heavily back, but I still yep. sort of... I watched all of his three wins in, in Tassie, which were all solid without being brilliant. But 
He probably should have won. He got in a, a he, trick He probably spot, should yeah. have won. So um, Blinkers go on. Blinkers go on. Oh, you know, he's the sort of horse I'd still want to take on, having said that. Um, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't really know where to go, though. So, okay. Well, that's um, good for the listeners. Well, you know, I just think it's a very even race. Um, I'll give you one. Hallelujah came from, I think he took everybody by surprise when he won at... She, uh, yep. Uh, yep. She, uh, at Bendigo and Cup Day. On I the, think she um, took Henry Dwyer by surprise. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Well, there's a bit of mail around that I, I, I actually... I'm not so sure. Well, Paul told us a few owners because had been given the good oil. I actually pressed Henry on it yeah. on after the last, His last night. airborne They are quietly. absolutely flying, both over the jumps and the flat. So going really well. I'm going to give Sir Bailey one more chance with Jamie Carr. Gee, Jamie Carr wrote something the other day and I just thought, by gee, that's a peach of a ride. I know it happens a lot with her, but anyway. Down the bottom, Verlander. What? Matt Laurie trains this filly. Her, she debuted in a, a really fast run race at Packham. Actually, the race that Sir Bailey went around in and uh, Merchant Prince, I think, won that race from memory, trained by Peter Moody. She just fell in a hole the last 100 there. F- forget about that. Her action went to pieces. She's jumped out beautifully. Mm-hmm. Ethan Brown, he's a gun rider. And having a good run. And good to Gate see. Gate four, she's 60 to one. Well, I think I just saw $71, actually. Well, look, I... I haven't done the form for the race yet. Well, I have, and I like her. Yeah, got, I like her. You've got more time in your hands than I have. I uh, do. I, I haven't. Do. Got, That's because I'm not playing five rounds of golf a week. <laughs> I wish I could play. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the uh, I just want to touch on the last couple of races. I think Juna Powell is oh, throwing gee. into race. Yeah, eight. I know he's had. A, he hasn't run for five weeks. He's had the jump out, but gee, he looks well placed there, doesn't he? He does. He's the horse that's been racing and who has raced. In Group One company, you know he's not a Group One horse. Um, he's not even a Group Two horse, but he's he's a really good horse. And I loved his first up run back to the inside at Flemington, and then he got galloped on he at, did. again and at I Flemington why, last I'm start. I'm assuming that's why he said the five weeks off. Well, it would have been a target race, wouldn't it? They're so good at placing yeah, their horses. Yeah, they are. They and and look, this looks a really good race room. So he, he's my uh, clear pick in the race as well. Potentially Matt. the most exciting galloper there on Saturday. Extreme warrior in the last. He's had a, a bit of a stop-start campaign. He He's had short. a couple of trials a while back, a, a, as in he was going to be up for the Autumn Carnival. He then had a setback. He's jumped out again. Yeah. His uh, yeah, win in the Blue Sapphire last preparation where profiteer? He, he made – well, it was Profiteer in hindsight, but there was He's a couple a of other good horses. In, I think Generation was in that race from memory. Yeah, yeah. they haven't measured it. This is off-season racing. Yeah, I know. I understand. I understand. I'm not – He could win by five on Saturday. He could, yeah. Two dollars ten. Little race. You got General yeah, Bow, who's just a rock solid sprinter. Sword of Mercy never runs a bad race, does she? Oh, the one I'd put in in broader exotics and uh, into your quadrilla on Saturday is Romancer as well. What about yeah, he's forty a, to one. Yeah, uh, fresh at Caulfield at Flemington. I'd rather would be him the, at Flemington. Yeah, but. he's a funny horse. He's a blowout horse. There's no doubt. What about um, um, it's our time. Uh, um, yeah, well, look, ha- has a chance, there's no doubt about that. Goes well, goes, well, go, goes well first up. Uh, I, I, goes well first up. Going to draw on a touch sticky bit out of the shoot. That doesn't really matter. I, I think it's Extreme Warrior, $2.10, I think it's about right. I think he's about an even money pop because his jump outs have been that good, it's not funny. It, it, probably an all-up or so. You wouldn't want to back him really, would you? I'm happy to back him. Yeah. If you get two twenty two thirty, he might be risk late given his first up. I'm, I'm happy Speaking to back him. risk late. You know, Ayrton last week, who all he did was get the drifts. And at one stage, he got out to 3 7. thought, gee, this horse might get to four bucks. And Mick Price had been, as he always is, so open and honest, you know, in his interviews and said, oh, you know, he's a 
short run. Well, in the last five minutes the crunch. of betting, my God, I noticed on the exchange they were milling around behind the stalls and there was 230,000 in match bets. Within f- four minutes it got up to nearly 800,000. He crashed in on the on the giddy goat into $2.30. Yeah. That's a big go. That was a huge go, Ayrton. Yeah. And um, I backed an 80 to 1 horse that looked the winner at the 250 exolator. Yep. And then I saw, I saw Jamie Carr getting to an anthem I'm casting. Ooh, not a good feeling. He's a, I tell you what, I, I wondered about him, but he is a, a racehorse. All right, that's a good look at Caulfield. Let's have a chat to Tristan from Top Sport. A look from the book presented by Top Sport. Well, Tristan, last time we caught up with you, you were up in Brisbane. You'd had a couple of drinks the night before. You are about to set off to Frozen, the musical, I assume, or kids play. How was it? Yeah, it was the first 15 minutes that I stayed awake for was highly entertaining. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I was in a little bit of trouble at halftime when I think uh, I think the lights turned back on and I was I came unstuck. But no, the, the kids loved it. That was the main thing. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things when you've got um, I think there's about 10 kids up there with us, and uh, it was a big night the night before. And then trying to sort them all out for breakfast, I was a bit low on uh, energy by the time the show rolled around. Well, don't give the plot away, but was it, was it worth it? Uh, absolutely, yeah, of course. For everyone out there, I'm definitely worth it. But uh, yeah, I, I reckon, I reckon whoever whoever comes unstuck in the multi this week should should take their kids to, to Frozen. Would be my uh, my thought. Tristan, uh, it was a good weekend, I imagine, for bookmakers. Fireburn, short price favourite in one of the big features, the Champagne Stakes on Saturday, got rolled. Uh, was lobster on the menu for dinner? We actually, uh, yeah, we, we had a good result with Fireburn going under. It was it was very solid all, all week and $1.50 out of $1.55, but we uh, we laid it pretty heavily. The winner was in the market, though, 5 into 480 back out of 5, but it was still a, a handy result, a few multis rolling through. So, yeah, we did step up from Tony's Pizza, and the uh, the boys actually uh, organised some steak, which was nice. It was a big uh, big step up, so that that was a very handy result in the dog race. So we uh, went down that. It's, it's never as nice uh, Uber Eats, but it was still a... Still a nice little result. Lobster might be on the menu this week, perhaps, so if, if we get another one. Looking ahead to this weekend, has there been any runners identified by early shoppers? Has there been a well-backed runner in early markets? Yeah, there has been. It's actually a really good day of racing. There's no real standout, no Group 1 races, but we've got high-quality racing in, in all four venues. So um, the one that, I'm, I'm you know, you, you don't mind putting in a favour. You don't mind when when the punters come hard early for a 3 dollars $2.50 shot, but... This one's got me a little bit nervous, actually. The punters have come in race five, number 10, Street Power. It's been back 26 into 18, into 15, into 12, into 10, and into 850. We've laid at every one of those price points. So we're probably standing for a little bit more than I feel comfortable with at the moment. So we'll see how that uh, that plays out. But yeah, that, that's been a massive go at, at big odds. Lay of the day last weekend, uh, Ice Bath. Yeah, she looked risky, and uh, so it so it seemed. Yeah, no, we, uh, we yeah, that, that was a, we put her in and that was a handy, handy result. And uh, the one we're looking at this week is Caulfield race four. It's a good meeting there at Caulfield, all the Vobus races, but we're going to, uh, we're going to put in grand slam in that race at $3.20. Um, it looks to me like I, I would have thought ain't no deal done. Probably should be a little bit shorter than where it is. I thought there should have been a bit of separation between the two. So we're certainly going to be taking on Grand Slam in that race. Music to Turfy's ears. Well, he's just a Jekyll and Hyde horse, Grand Slam, because we have seen him devastate fields uh, and we've seen him give up as well. So uh, I, I, 
Yeah, I do. it looks a racing too for me. It certainly does. Punters have identified that at the moment. Queensland Carnival is on our doorstep. I was wondering if maybe a few horses might be completely... Knackered? Knackered after the Sydney uh, Autumn Carnival on those heavy tracks, and it might influence the, the Queensland Carnival. But RQ bosses have come out and said they're not concerned about that. But from a top sport perspective, Tristan, you're a local bookie out there. Have you found a Zaki who, who been, announced who, himself? Who's been well-backed in the early markets for the features? Yeah, well, I, I think you're right, Matt, with the, uh, the, the betting on the features has been very, very quiet so far. I think punters are just unsure who's going to go where and, I think it's no no fault of Queensland's own with what's happened there in the autumn because it was such a big carnival. It was probably the best betting Queensland carnival we ever experienced last year. So we certainly haven't seen any of those extent. Arton was firmed up quite significantly. Obviously got to take Zaki on in the Doombin Cup in a race that it won last year. So we were we were fortunate up here to get Zaki and incentivised going around in the uh, in, in the features um, this time last year. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a horse that can jump out of the ground like one of those two. All right. Well, it's multi time. We're not going to talk about last week. Oh, no. We had my son in, and uh, you're blaming your your kid now, are you? No, wow. I'm not. No, I, I was out on the Friday, but I Has cannot. He he, he, he watched you told that me race. He's been sobbing, him, crying himself to sleep every night since. That's that's dramatic, Turfy. But he watched <laughs> the race. We were down at the beach. Uh, lovely sunny Saturday afternoon. He was more. T- well, he was extremely disappointed with Jump the Broom's performance. Hang on a second. What were you down the beach for on a Saturday afternoon? We popped down for a quick swim. It was warm. I went to. And glued to the TV. Most of the day I was, Turfy. Okay, uh, so, well, okay. Let's get into it. We've, yep. we've had Tom's... <laughs> Tommy Rockcliffe uh, was our guest tipster, and his tip Ice was... Ice Picnic. Ice Picnic, maybe to lead all the way. I'm going to, st- at Caulfield as well, uh, I'm going for Ain't No Deal Done. The win? The win. Yeah, let's go there. Well, I think he's. I think it's race four, number six, but don't quote me on that. And I'm going Junipal. I like I like him too, Juniper, who I reckon is race eight, number three, because I've memorised the field. Outstanding. Uh, so, yes, I quite like those three. I, I think we're bullish this week. Yep. What does it come out at, Tristan? Yeah. Uh, no place options there. No, so very, no. Very have to have a heart like team, a Peter go uh, to the place. Fifty-six dollars <laughs> all up there. So uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's that'll be a very handy result if we could uh, we could salute that one up. And yeah, I, I, I'm very much on the on the same page with uh, ain't no deal done. And then yeah, it looks like uh, the other two are very much in, in the market. If, if that multi gets home, the cast and crew of Top Sport will be eating the dates off the calendar on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Turfy rustled around in his uh, ashtray this morning. He, he'd like to have a gorilla on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's turning he's, he's down the stakes this week, is he? He is, oh, he yeah, is. Very funny. All right, Tristan, great to catch up as always. Uh, we'll look forward to, well, not catching up next Monday because it's Anzac, Anzac Day. Day, no. Look forward uh, to catching up next Thursday. Yeah, sounds good, guys. We'll talk to you next Thursday and hope everyone has a successful weekend. Having a bet on the racing this week? Top this. With Top Sport's Best of the Best Maltese, top odds are guaranteed. Place a Best of the Best multi during Saturday Metro meetings for the top flux or dividend from the best three national totes. Plus, there's Best of the Best to win up to five grand too. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Well, it's been a long show. You're you're a good chance of having a parking fine being parked in the middle of Chapel Street, so you better go and rescue the car. Thank you. I've got to get a cab to the curb. Where are you uh, golfing today? I'm uh, going to uh, Heritage. 
All right. Well, you yeah. enjoy that. Thank you very much. I'll let you know how I go. Look forward to catching up again next week. That was a good three. Presented by Racing.com and Top Sport.